0: You hear that? What's your name, Margaret? Margaret, you're (laughs) nobody to me. (laughs) You're nobody to Micah.
1: You're nothing. Good luck with your career, (laughs) Margaret. (laughs)
0: Welcome, welcome to what's been called the best show on this show, Slasher I Hardly Know Her. This week we are talking about 1988's The Blob, and we have a very, very special guest joining us today. He's not only one of the tallest men on earth, but also one of the most handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Alex.
1: Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful intro that I, if you notice, added applause for. I I was
0: unexpected. I didn't even know we had those tricks up our sleeve.
1: It actually came with this soundboard that I downloaded, so I decided I'd keep it, and therefore I could give myself applause because I knew you were going to be introing me this week. Thank you so much for that amazing intro. This pick uh, this week, 1990 or 1988 to the blob, your pick. And it was one that surprised me. I didn't, it wasn't on my radar of things I thought you would pick. And I was very glad you did. When I looked at it and, you know, small California town, I read up on it, small California town, 1988, right there. I I pictured, uh, oh, Close Encounters and uh, Poltergeist and I immediately was in and it did not disappoint, I got to say.
0: I was, you know, I mean, I I picked it because I had seen, I think last week on the show, we talked about how I was at my grandmother's house in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was on the TV, and, you know, I was way too young to be watching a movie like that, or so say the adults at the time, but it was scaring the pants off of me, then the grown-ups came in, turned it off. I hadn't seen it since then, so, I mean, I was, hell, that might have been the year it came out, <clears throat> or was first on TV, and... uh
1: Could you... Next time you cough, could you do it directly in the mic? It was not as directly in the mic as I think it could have been.
0: That wasn't me. I would never cough. I'm a professional. I did have Hal, to rip my headphones off a player.
1: Wow, he sucks.
0: Hal, Hal hey, buddy, Hal's next time you go. cough, can you, can you just, just try to keep it down?
1: No, next time you cough, you're fired.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Hal, did you yeah. do that? We're going to let you go if you ever cough again.
1: You heard in the last episode how upset Micah was about the dog and pony show we're running here. And uh, I've had enough of it myself. Not putting up with Hal's hijinks any longer.
0: Uh, Sandra, our producer, is looking at me. She's she's saying, stop being mean to Hal on the air. It makes the whole show seem unprofessional, not just Hal.
1: And yet another show where you name drop your grandma.
0: She's doing that wrap it up thing. She's, you know, you know that oh, sign. So we got to get, get
1: on with it? <laughs> All right.
0: Let's Sorry, set Sandra. the scene. Let's talk about 1988's The Blob. But before we do that, are you going to that... set the scene <laughs> by telling us what else was going on in 1988? Is that what you're going to do? Uh, you you called it. I'm going to set up the scene. What else happened in 1988? Because I know I'm people... going to
1: say George Bush was president. Am I right?
0: I mean, yeah, I think he was, wasn't he? I,
1: I feel like he was, but I have no idea.
0: I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it was Georgie boy. Uh, let's see. It went George Sr., Bill Clinton, George Jr., Jr., Barack and et cetera, et cetera.
1: What year was George Junior president?
0: Junior, ooh. Junior,
1: George Junior.
0: George Junior. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the president of the uh, the Shiners Club down the street? That uh, <laughs> was a good year. I thought we Shiners. were talking about U.S. presidents.
1: Those cars got even smaller.
0: <laughs> I don't remember what years was he. The fezzes
1: got coming? bigger. 92? I don't know. Uh, All right. So you're going to, before we talk about the movie, you're going to tell us what happened in 1988.
0: Yes, folks. What else was happening in the year 1988 when The Blob came out? Well, a new drug called crack appeared. Oh. Oh, yeah. The world was worried about that one. Uh, Movie ticket. The average cost of a movie ticket, $3.50. Good Lord. How do movies make money? How do they even make money? Popcorn, that's how. Nah,
1: uh, it, it was probably still $20 back then.
0: The U.S. space shuttle program resumed after two and a half years uh, after the Challenger disaster.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: We had the Winter Olympic Games. They were held in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And big news that year, that was the year my kid brother was born. He was born in a snowstorm. We could not get out of the driveway. We were stuck. So we had to call in. Stucked?
1: Oh, <laughs> sure, you can put an ED there if you want.
0: I, I didn't mean to say that, but I don't know how we're going to tell people we're smart when I say words hey, like you're, stuck
1: You're the host this week. If you want to make up words, you make up words, buddy.
0: So we were stucked in the snow. <laughs> uh, we couldn't get out. My mom's going into labor, and so we call the ambulance. The ambulance comes out. They're able to get to us, load up mom to the ambulance. Then the ambulance can't get out.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Eventually. I know. I know. She's going to labor, push, doing her Lamaze, uh, little Benny's just, just banging at the door trying to get out of there. And uh, I think finally they, they, they got her to the hospital and were able to get unstuck, unstuck out of the snow. And, and, and That's
1: an amazing story. How have I gone all this time and not known that story?
0: I told you that story at least seven times, but you never listen. Yeah, it's you're always looking true. at your phone, checking your Twitter, I'm texting sorry, with babes on the internet.
1: I'm sorry, I was texting a babe on the internet <laughs> because it is 1988.
0: And
1: that's, <laughs> that's how we refer to girls in uh, 1988. So, yeah, pretty big year for the, the Micah family.
0: And a big year for Hollywood because the blob comes out. Imagine yes. come with me if you will. I'll paint will. you a, a word, a word painting. Uh oh, I'll
1: use your words to paint a picture please.
0: We come down. It's it's a it's a nice little town. Uh it's it's when we start off it looks to be abandoned. We see the city but we don't really see any people. Uh the streets are empty. Maybe there's some paper blowing by. We see like general stores and diners and churches and uh It's all shot really well, I'll add. And uh, where is everybody? Has the rapture occurred? Is everyone already dead from the blob? No. We move in and we find out the whole town is at a football game.
1: At the football game, like a small town would be.
0: They're cheering. There's cheerleaders. One of them is the lovely Shawnee Smith. Uh, Another uh, couple of quarterbacks, or football players, rather. I don't know who they were, but they're supposed to be a couple of hunts. A couple of hot, hot hunks of, of football action with their sinewy hunches. Right.
1: And, the eighties the male equivalent of babes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing looked great anyway. So yeah, but we're there. We see the city, the football game's going on. We've got uh, ooh, uh, the cheerleader and the, one of the guys on the football team. I think they're flirting. Is he going to ask her out? But that's it. We've got this idyllic town and uh, a football game and it's shot beautifully it reminded me a lot of, like, these these old movies from the 80s, like Goonies. Uh, you know, it might as well have been directed by Richard Donner. And, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was shot nice. The editing was nice.
1: Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, like I said, it kind of gave me that feel that I got with, you know, Poltergeist and and all those. I mean, I know when people think about that, they just think about the horror equivalent. But, of course – you know, like, I'm talking about the feel. And like you said, with the Goonies, I'm talking about that, you know, the music as you go in, the small town feel, the the neighborhoods. I mean, like, I, I definitely felt that in this movie. And I was excited because I as soon as, like, you did this, I started thinking about it because I had no interest in seeing the blob. Yeah, I mean, if I had, I would have at this point. I mean, it's been around a bit. Uh, and then... Sure enough. I mean, it it gave it did not disappoint in that nostalgia the way movies were handled in that time, and it was good. I mean, like I it opened up and made me, you know, it made me excited.
0: We're in this small town, and Alex is very excited about small towns. They really get his motor running. <laughs> but this isn't just a movie about a small town. It's not an hour and a half of a football game. It starts off quiet. Things are friendly, but then something happens. A meteor from space, an asteroid, what are they called? I'm not a scientist, Alex. A giant fireball comes down from space, and a hobo sees it, and it hits the ground, there's an explosion, and then all hell breaks loose.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and we learn at some point, uh, it's not a meteor. The government did this.
0: Oh, that's right. Damn, dude. Oh, by the way, there will be spoilers on this podcast. <laughs> that always spoiled, uh, you know, one of the major plot points, which I think may have been totally unnecessary.
1: That the government was
0: involved? Yeah, I'm I'm totally well, satisfied. Needed... I'm satisfied with a space ball and a space blob and no explanation.
1: I think you needed somebody who to be the antagonist who wasn't the blob. I think you needed a human antagonist, and in 1988, what better antagonist than the government?
0: I think the government still could have come in, still could have been quarantining people, but not been the perpetrators.
1: Do you have a problem with
0: it? I do. I think they were like, hey, how do we get some guys in those E.T. suits running around in our movie? I know. Let's create a plot point that this thing was created by the government. We'll send a germ to space. Space will turn the germ into a blob monster. It'll come back to Earth, and uh, then we'll shoot some uh, innocent civilians.
1: Do we know if uh, that was the original plot of the original movie? Was that the plot of the original one?
0: You know what? As I was watching the plot from 1988, I I was wondering that a lot. Like, how how similar is this to the old one? Because I've I've never seen the old one. I mean, I know it exists, but that's all I know.
1: I think the old one came out in 1958, I want to say.
0: I think that's right, Uh, yeah.
1: And... I don't know if, if having an anti-government sort of antagonist at that point would have been a thing you could have done or would have done. I don't know. Uh.
0: You know who could have helped them fight these government warriors? Uh. God. <clears throat> you know who could have oh, helped good. them? Good. Like good. These- <laughs> That'll
1: be a nice edit for me. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I'm, almost, I'm flimmy all of a sudden. I think I swallowed some of the blob. Uh, okay. I think what might have helped the towns uh, people fight these government People, uh, if, if they'd had a little uh, help from the Wolverines. Oh God! If Wolverines! we didn't, if,
1: if this wasn't a horror podcast, we'd be doing that movie for sure. I like, I meant I like both Red Dawn and the Red Dawn remake. Uh, I think they're both yeah, good.
0: Yeah, those are good. I love Red Dawn. I can't remember if I ever you saw the too, remake. Man. I, I saw the old. It's one It's not
1: bad. The bad guys are China instead of Russia in that one. They updated it to be China, and I mean like. It's good, man. I remember watching that movie as a kid. It might as well have been a horror movie because it terrified me when the Russians started parachuting down while the kids were in the high school classes. And I remember asking my dad about it and him being like, oh, no, that could never happen, son. They'd never, you know, they'd never be able to get over here without us knowing. I'm like, thank you. Dude, I used to,
0: I would daydream about Russians coming down, parachuting down onto my school. I wanted it to happen because I already had a plan and I was going to be a damn hero and the girl I liked was going to like me because I saved her. I mean, I, wow. I had this whole thing played out in my what imagination. What a daydream. Me grabbing her, carrying her down mm-hmm. through the hallways with the lockers, guns going what off, and I a saved daydream. the day.
1: What a daydream. Very well done, young Micah. Yeah,
0: and I had done a lot of That's research and practice, the <laughs> and the way I, <laughs> I knew how to save us was, one, I had seen Red Dawn, but also mm-hmm. I studied a little hero of mine named Matt Guyver
1: oh heck yeah I was wearing MacGyver socks earlier
0: so this is a movie I mean I'd only seen a portion of it but the blob yeah it, it gave me so much nostalgia for the 80s because it reminded me the blob reminded me of alien it reminded me of close encounters like you said it reminded me of Goonies it reminded me of so many movies the way it was shot the music the acting and man they did a hell of a job like the lighting was terrific uh, the editing was great. It it looked fantastic, especially the first half of the movie. Um, I feel like the pace kind of picked up. Like they were, oh, God, we're running out of money. we got to wrap this up. But, like, the first half hour of that movie looked perfect. I love the lighting in the forest. Uh, I thought the acting was terrific. And it was cool to see old Kevin Dillon and Shawnee. And then what's his name? Is it Bill Mosley? He shows up in a uh, ton of horror movies, uh, but he had a, a role as one of the government soldiers.
1: Bill Moseley? I'm not. uh, I'm not familiar with him, but of course you would be.
0: Bill Mosley has been in a ton of horror movies, uh, and he was also in. I think uh, Rob Zombie likes to use Bill Mosley. It
1: says here he played Soldier Number Two. Oh, he was the guy in the sewer. He was the guy in the sewer. Um, You don't. You don't have to second guess me.
0: Uh, (laughs) I believe you. Yeah.
1: I really enjoyed the music. The <clears throat> opening scene had that, uh, it was that eerie 80s music, sounded like Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, I looked up the guy who had done the music for this. He, I mean, he's done the music for A Thousand Things, but not a ton of like well-known stuff where you'd say, oh, yeah, I get it. But he did do a uh, an episode of Eerie Indiana. Do you remember that show? Eerie. Loved. Eerie.
0: Eerie. L- I don't know loved. that one. I don't know Eerie Indiana. That, oh, when did it come I on? I loved
1: that show it was good. It was probably an early 90s kind of thing, Uh, maybe late 80s, but early 90s, and it was about a kid who lived in a town, Erie, Indiana, where just creepy things happened, and they were, it was episodic in that each episode there was some weird thing about the town, and this kid was collecting data about, you know, what made the town so weird. It it was really cool. I I, I enjoyed that show, and he did, I think, an episode of that. So this movie, though, uh, one of the things that... uh, I guess I took away from this is I really thought this was probably going to look bad, not because I thought it was low budget or anything, but you know, the blob can't look that great in 1988. And I have to say, sure, there, there are some scenes where it's like a little cringy and uh, maybe stop motion. I don't know. I, I don't know what your take is on it, how they did it, but some of those scenes I mean the blob looked pretty good I mean I think the special effects certainly the deaths uh, you know the faces getting melted off and stuff like that that stuff looked great
0: there were some really creepy deaths it felt like you know kind of more of a, a sci-fi adventure movie but then when they did a death yeah they didn't hold back it was it was this was definitely a horror movie
1: well let's talk about the deaths uh, you know I always try to keep a kill count and with a movie like the blob it's a lot it, it's a lot more difficult. Because, I mean, I've got 12 confirmed kills where it's like, oh, I know it's this guy, it's this guy, it's this guy. But then, you know, the blob would wreak havoc on the street or wreak havoc in a movie theater, and you don't know how many people are dying. So, I mean, over a dozen deaths, easy. Uh, Quite a few deaths in this movie. The kill count was tough to keep up with.
0: We need to bring back that guy, Dr. Scott. He was good at counting boobs. I bet he can count kills, too.
1: He was good at counting boobs. He can probably count kills. I mean, you just it's just a little switch you got to flip in your brain to uh, move from boobs to, you know, instead of counting two as one, you just count one as one.
0: Uh, the first kill would be the the homeless guy in the forest. Do we assume he's homeless? The guy yeah. that sees I assume Kevin he's Dillon homeless. try to do his sweet jump over the bridge?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Dillon. While everybody's at the football game, Kevin Dillon... Uh, decides I didn't know Kevin Dillon was an actor in nineteen eighty eight. I mean I really didn't. I thought he came around in the nineties. But yeah, everybody's at the football game, which by the way, everybody's at the football game because football's such a big deal, but the football players themselves not really paying attention to the game. They're they are they are talking about the cheerleaders. You can ask this girl out, oh, you can ask this girl out. I mean, get your head in the game, guys. Get you're, your the head. Whole in the whole town's game. here. The whole game the whole town is here for this game and you're talking about uh I was gonna say some coos, that's...
0: Some what? What the hell is coos?
1: I've been watching some Sopranos. They call it coos. Wait, they call um, it what coos? I guess, I guess you know ass. Instead of saying they're talking about some ass, they're talking about some coos.
0: Some coos. We're talking about women. Is it like we're t- women are called coos, or is it like getting some pussies, getting some coos?
1: Yeah, I think that's it. I was trying to avoid saying that, but yeah, I think that's it.
0: I didn't know how else to say it, uh, which makes me I wonder didn't now, koozie that you put a cold can in, is that is that related to kooz? No
1: way. Are you sure? I think koozie is a play on cozy. We've got to get into this movie.
0: Let's talk more uh, about koozies and cozies. Let's,
1: let's not talk about kooz or koozies or cozies at all.
0: Okay, folks, get excited. It is time for America's favorite game show.
1: Yes. Oh, wait, I've got uh, I've got something for that. Uh, here we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, folks, all right, everybody sit down, sit down. All right, all right, calm down, folks. Wow, they are elated. They are really excited about <laughs> Well, it is
1: America's favorite game show. I think that's what you said.
0: And that game show has a name. It is called Final Girl. Ah, the
1: Final Girl Challenge. It is my favorite part of this podcast.
0: The way Final Girl works is this. We have five contestants, four rounds. In each round, one player will die. The rest will survive. And by the end, we'll only have one survivor. One Final Girl. And that Final Girl will win the mystery prize.
1: The mystery prize, which once again, uh, during our first final girl was a mystery to us, no longer a mystery to us. We do know what it is now, and
0: it's cool. It's really cool, I'm still waiting on mine, Alex. (laughs) That's
1: that's why I never got a job as any kind of announcer because I go, and it's cool. And (laughs) it's cool. (laughs) i don't have much more to say about it than that but yeah it's very cool uh micah yours is in the works yours as well as our last week's winner the those are being prepared i cannot send them out until they have checked all the boxes i'm not being lazy i'm definitely uh making the effort to make them look as good as i can because it's something we make it's from the show it's very cool i love mine uh you know my, I mean, that's cool that my wife loves getting... hers uh, our our guest last week, Scott, man, he really dug his and... So what you're
0: saying is everybody has gotten one, but me, the host of the show, <laughs> nothing
1: And our last winner, that's true, and our last winner And by the time this podcast airs, he will have gotten his so. Uh, so that's the way it works You spin a wheel, you pick out survivors for each round And then one guy dies each round It's pretty easy Let's get to
0: the final girl and listeners, you might be wondering, how do you survive? How do you die? Well, you don't break the horror Can't break those rules. rules. Don't do drugs. Don't, don't have sex.
1: Don't drink. Don't, uh,
0: you know, all the rules.
1: You watch Scream.
0: Let's find out who this week's contestants are. This week we have Horace Gallo, Edward White, Elvira Valentina. Hmm. Pete Zaboy. Welcome to the game, Pete. And Chad Michaels.
1: Chad Michaels. I like how some of the names go a little, they skew a bit interesting and unique, and then some go very, this is my name.
0: Round one, let's spin that wheel. Let's find out what happens Here to we these go. hope souls. you oiled it this week. Hurry, hurry, <laughs> hurry, 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 The only recurring joke we have. <laughs> Let me pull out the name. Okay. Horace Gallo.
1: Good for you, Horace.
0: Horace, Big Joe Brown offered to go downtown. You said, <laughs> eat a dick and fuck off, you prick. You survived.
1: <laughs> well done, man. Joe Brown's probably no good anyway.
0: Edward White. Professor Stoke offered you three lines of coke. But you said, elbow patches and drugs are a joke. <laughs> You survived.
1: I wrote that one because, you know, he's a professor. Elbow patches.
0: These are great. I like these. Uh, And I love that that they rhyme. I love that we've embraced our Dr. Seuss. You uh, did this.
1: I accidentally rhymed one time and now we're stuck.
0: All right. (laughs) Uh, Elvira Valentina. All
1: right. I'm glad she survived.
0: With weed in the air and a sexy stare, Danny said, let's go but you said, no, no, no. <laughs> you survived.
1: Good for you, Elfriar. That's awesome, glad you made it.
0: Pete Saboy, did you get that? Their name is Pete Oh, pizza I did not boy. get
1: that. Very nice, cool, cool, cool. Very
0: clever. I think this is probably the same people who uh, gave us, uh, uh, what was it, <laughs> somebody Balsania Uh, Harry, week. Harry Balsania. Harry Balsania, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so Pete Saboy, you agree to a threesome, but at the last second, you leave them. <laughs> that doesn't. Does that I think you wrote that one. I'm not sure how, how I feel about that rhyme. But can we say? Can we say you leave some? You agree to a threesome, but at the last second, you, you leave him. You them. You, you survive. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Chad Michaels. Let's oh, find out what happens to Chad. Chad. Chad you never smoked weed. You don't even drink, but you give it a try to see what you think. It's not so bad. Why'd you wait so long? But now you're dead, beaten to death with a three-foot bong. <laughs> Chad Michaels, I'm sorry you are dead.
1: Oh, man, that is a rough way to go, Chad. Beaten to death with a three-foot bong. And you had held it together for so long. It uh, it's wasn't supposed to rhyme. But it did. All right. So we are down to what does that make? We have four survivors going into the next round, right?
0: Chad is dead. We have four left.
1: All right. Let's get back into the movie.
0: Uh, Okay, fine. Whatever. Back to the movie.
1: Kevin Dillon does do that amazing, tries to do this amazing (laughs) jump of a, a bridge that I'm not sure what it was bridging because there was no road, really. It was just kind of in the woods. But it's a it's a bridge that in the in the middle, there's there's nothing. It's, it's fallen down and he's going to try to jump his motorcycle across it. But he has some issues and he doesn't make it. And that's when we see the homeless guy who's watching him. And uh, yeah, he's our first death. He uh, he finds the blob once the meteor hits. He's like, you know, crushing his cans with a with a pan uh, taped to his foot like a frying pan. That's what he uses to crush Gans. I thought that was ingenious. And that's when he sees the asteroid come down and goes over and checks it out and gets a stick and pulls out the blob, which immediately sucks itself around his hand. And that is, that's our first look at the blob. And when you were looking at the blob, like not as a huge thing as a small thing that would be on your hand or whatever, it looked really good. I mean, it, it was a good effect.
0: I was really happy with the way the blob looked uh, for those of you who has, have not seen the movie. It's, it's pink, it's gelatinous, it's kind of kind of see-through, uh, slimy, uh, and it moves. Like, they made it move really well. I mean, the, the blob effects were really cool looking. Now, sometimes it got a little silly because uh, I think they did some, I don't know, like some green screen or something like that. I don't know if they were doing green screen in the 80s, or maybe they had the actors actually stand in front of a screen because sometimes they would take yeah. what was probably a 12-inch blob and and make it look like it was you know a 100 feet uh and that that was the only part of the effects that i noticed as being kind of silly and dated looking i thought all the other slimy creature effects looked really good
1: i did too the budget was like 19 million and imdb says they spent nine million just on visual effects i believe it so that's pretty good. And they had good actors in it. I mean, these weren't all unknown actors. I mean, even like the kids, when you'd see like the little brothers and stuff, they were guys you recognize from stuff later. You know, when they were a little older, they were playing teens or whatever. And uh, Shawnee Smith, is that what you said her name was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's so God, I loved Shawnee Smith when I was a kid. Such a crush on her. She's so cute. She is so cute. And, you know, Kevin Dillon... Uh, often plays you know, kind of a jackass or a guy you don't like in movies. And, I mean, he is the bad boy in this one. He's got the issues with the cop. I really liked him in this, too.
0: Uh, and you asked the sheriff. I, I, there's a ton of people you wreck. Right? The sheriff I recognize as one of those just, like, clutch actors who shows up in everything. And the, can, we, uh,
1: can we talk about this, Sheriff? Let's talk about this, Sheriff.
0: All right.
1: Uh, we go to all this trouble. Well, first off, did you notice his car, the cop car, in the town was a two-door?
0: I did not. It was only a two-door. Well, he's the it was, sheriff.
1: It was, I mean, what do you, you're just like, when you arrest a guy, you're like, oh, hold on, let me move the seat forward, <laughs> get the seatbelt out of the way, and we'll get you in there, watch your head, don't get tangled up in the seatbelt. It was a two-door. I mean, it was clearly the car they had available, and they decided that, you know, okay, slap, slap some stickers on it. It's only in one scene. Nobody will notice. And it was the first thing my wife pointed out. She was like, is that a two-door? And I had to rewind it, and sure enough, it was a two-door cop car. Don't see a lot of those. But that sheriff, we spent so much time uh, kind of nursing the fact that, I mean, within the first five minutes of this movie, we've had a football player ask a cheerleader out. She did not say yes. She did not say no. So we don't know how that went. They just cut away. And then we go to the sheriff asking uh, the chick at the local diner out, and she goes, eh, you know, I'm kind of busy. So within the first five minutes, I mean, she does give him a ticket that says, I get off at 11. But in the first five minutes, we get two guys asking two girls out with no definite answer. So not a town of playboys, it doesn't look like. But this this cop is lonely, the sheriff's lonely, and we, we know we're going to see this relationship build. And she does give him, you know, the little ticket that says, hey, I get off at 11. And then that's it. That relationship is done. We, we were invested now, and then we don't get to see the sheriff ever fulfill this because she's in the phone booth later calling him for help, and the blob surrounds it, and then you just see his ripped-off, gross, melted face come up in the phone booth with a badge on it, and you know the sheriff's gotten it.
0: I know. I thought the sheriff was going to last a lot longer. He seemed I like a too. main character. I thought he was going to have a lot to do, and then she's in there, and then when I saw that melted face, I was like, that's not— is it? Oh, damn it! That's the sheriff. He's dead already.
1: Yeah, he's really. He, dead. And you didn't. And you didn't see him die. That wasn't a part of the movie. You just know he's dead because he's floating around in the blob when it's killing somebody else. That as long as we're talking about that phone booth scene, though, that was great. The way you know the blob surrounds this phone booth, and for you kids that don't know what that is, it's a glass box that used to have a phone in it, and she's in there calling for help because the blobs attacked the diner. It surrounds this phone booth and it's starting to crush it while she's calling for help or whatever. But then it finally, I guess, breaks through a hole or whatever. And then it, I mean, that, that visual effect looks so good. It flowed in like water oh, really oh, fast. Yeah. The blob just flows in and gets her and it looked so
0: good. It was super weird. I don't know how they pulled that off. And it happens so either. fast. They don't slow-mo it. They don't waste time. They're just like, hey, amazing effect. Bam, on to the next scene. It looked crazy
1: yeah it was it was phenomenal um and we also have to talk because i you know i'm skipping around here but we also have to talk about you know once the football game's done the boys are gonna uh go get some coos <laughs> 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 i gotta stop watching the sopranos but they they're gonna take a couple of girls out not together but separately so they have to stop by the drugstore loved this because it's two boys, you know, one of them's going to go buy the condoms, the other one's going to kind of stay back. So he asks the pharmacist for the condoms, gets it. Priest walks up. That's just absolutely the town priest walks up. That's, you know, mortifying as a guy buying condoms and he passes it all on to his buddy who's not at the counter. It's like, "Oh, it's it's my buddy. I, I told him he needs use protection, but you know, I can't believe he's out there doing this, but if he's going to do it, he better be safe." And sure enough, the guy who's not buying the condoms, who's had all the blame passed on him, goes to pick up his girlfriend or his date, Shawnee Smith, and has to meet her father, and it is, of course, none other than the pharmacist that sold the other guy the condoms. I thought that was great comedy.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I loved it when he when he because when he's at the the pharmacy, the guy's like, "Do you want regular or ribbed?" Uh, and then you know later we're at that scene at the house where he's about to meet the father of this girl he's taken out and the newspaper comes down you see it to the pharmacist he just looks infuriated and he just says <laughs> ribbed <laughs> yeah. and that guy
1: was somebody too that guy I mean you've seen him and stuff he he's in
0: one of stuff. those clutch actors kind of like the uh, the sheriff his name's art Lefleur the pharmacist and uh, I was like oh, I think I've seen him in something and then I popped him up op- IMDB open and looked at him and He's done everything. He's been in TV and movies nonstop since the 70s. Um, oh, God, what was he in? I was reading about it earlier. He was somebody. Oh, he, okay, do you remember uh, uh, Sandlot? The Sandlot. Um, oh, yeah. He was Babe Ruth. Oh,
1: he was Babe Ruth in that That's absolutely right And I remember when I saw that And it was, you know, that actor playing Babe Ruth It was like, oh yeah, that guy's in stuff Apparently it was 1988's The Blob
0: I think his IMD credits It listed like 169 different TV and movies that he's done
1: That's gotta be a fun way to act To have just, you know, been in stuff forever like you, when it looks at, when you look at your IMDb list, it's like, yeah, I've been in 200 things. You know what I mean? Like you're just a consistently working actor.
0: That's gotta be a good feeling. So consistent. You meet the guy, you're like, Hey, what do you do for a living? It's like, I'm an actor. Oh, you ever been in anything I might've seen? It's like, I've been in everything you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> if you saw it, I was in it. Or if I was in it, you saw it. That's probably more, more apt. So yeah, the homeless guy does get, uh, he, I just assumed he was dead. Cause you know, we see the blob get his hand and then we cut away but then, uh, I don't remember the main character's name, Matt Dillon's little brother.
0: Brian uh, Flagg.
1: Brian. So, Brian is going back to the woods where his, uh, his, his, his uh, motorcycle is broken down. He's going to fix it. And the, <laughs> the old man comes out of nowhere, screaming, and uh, takes a hatchet. And I think it's a hatchet. Starts chopping his own hand off in front of kevin Dillon, brian and there was so much wrong with that first off he walked a long way to chop his hand off i mean a blob gets you and you have a hatchet you do it right there you don't grab the hatchet and then run i'm just assuming this is how i'm in this situation this is how i'm reacting i chop the hand off if that is my goal right then I don't run through the woods, find a guy, and then chop my hand off in the air. He doesn't put it on anything. So he doesn't actually get the hand off. And then they run into the street and are, well, actually, the old man is hit by, uh, what is his name? Paul? Is that right? Yeah. Paul. Paul and then Shawnee Smith, I don't know her name. Meg. uh, Meg. uh, They're on their date, and he hits him with the car. Didn't kill him or anything, but they get out, and that's how the three get together, the three kids. They got to take this old man to the hospital. And, God, let's talk about the hospital, man. That nurse is a colossal bitch. And then scenes later, that doctor is a huge asshole. So I guess in the late 80s, like people in the medical profession were just dicks?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see here. They run in uh, to the doctor's office. Uh, Paul does. He's like, we got a man dying. He's dying right now. The doc's like, hey, kid, I'm kind of busy. Can't you see I'm I'm meeting with somebody? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) she's just like, I mean that the doctor is like that. I've got a patient here, and then the nurse is the same way. She like they walk in with this man who's obviously dying, and uh, she's got to do some paperwork first or whatever. Played by I can't think of her name. It's a very normal name like Meg Smith or something. I could look it up. She's a you would absolutely. She was so young, you probably didn't recognize her. She was so young in 1988, but she's a comedian that has been. Like, uh, she was a very successful stand-up comedian. Margaret Smith is her name. And you've seen her do stand-up. I assure you, you've seen her do stand-up.
0: All right, if you say so. But I'm going to stick with my story that I don't recognize her, her name, and she's nobody to me.
1: Come on, give me something, You
0: hear that? What's her name, Margaret? Margaret, (laughs) Margaret you're nobody to me. (laughs) You're nobody to Micah. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Margaret. Uh.
1: As far as slasher, I hardly know her's concerned. You're nothing. (laughs) You're nothing. Good luck with your career, Margaret.
0: So we're in the doctor's office. They finally get the doctor to go in and have a look-see, and they pull back the blanket off of this hobo, and that's when we see, oh. oh,
1: And it looks good. Half of him's gone.
0: It's all just melted and nasty, and uh, yeah, he's not himself anymore.
1: Yeah, that looked good, and we now know the blob, I guess, devoured you? I mean, what's a good word? He's not eating you. He's, like, melting you. It kinda.
0: does burn, yeah. I think if it gets on you, it, it burns you, kind of like that spit from the aliens in uh, old Ridley Scott's Alien.
1: Is the blob sentient? Does it know what it's doing? It seems to know what it's doing.
0: It seems to go after prey. Uh, like, I mean, it goes towards humans so that it can devour them. And I guess devouring humans makes it grow larger.
1: Yeah, devour I think devouring anything does. I mean, I, I kind of got, I mean, because it kept getting bigger and bigger, and it seemed to be based on the destruction the it was doing or something. Because then when they try to blow it up later, it seems to get bigger too.
0: I know the more I eat, the larger I become. So I, I guess we can only assume that the blob is like me.
1: Yeah, and you know that does stand a reason. Every time somebody's trying to blow me up, I just get fatter.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, was that a thing when you? Does fire, do bombs make it get bigger? Because we would shoot it or throw some explosives at it, and it seemed just to make it bigger and bigger. Fire makes it bigger. Eating humans makes it bigger. But there is something that makes it a little bit smaller. It has That's one we- weakness that we know of.
1: And we find that out in the, uh, the diner scene.
0: Ooh, ooh, should we wait and reveal what it is that can actually hurt the blob until after this commercial break?
1: Are you saying we should take a commercial break? Cliffhanger! Oh, I think this is a good idea. All right, uh, well then, we'll take a commercial break because Mike is the host and he demands it. We will have more. Slasher, I hardly know her, and find out what is the one weakness of the blob when we return.
2: Oh crap, I don't even know how to fix a flat tire. I'm going to be late to my sister's wedding. Howdy, pretty lady. You look like you could use a hand. I got two hands for a pretty lady like you. Um, no, that's okay. My boyfriend's a cop and he's on the way. Ah, horse feathers. I'm gonna take care of you way before he gets here. No, please. He just came out of nowhere, changed my tire, and didn't even charge me. (laughs) I thought he was gonna molest me for sure. Creepy Samaritan Automotive Service. Shit, my engine's totally overheated. What the hell am I gonna do? I've been watching you, saw you back at the service station, thought you might need someone to take a peek under your hood. (laughs) I seriously thought he was going to eat my face off my head, but half an hour later, I was driving down the road like nothing happened. Creepy Samaritan Automotive Service! Oh, not again! Looks like you're having some trouble getting your engine revving, sweetheart. What? Please, I don't want any trouble oh you got trouble what are you going to do oh i'm gonna jump you no! and then he just gave me a jump and started following me to the store to get a new battery i really thought he was gonna skin me and eat my butt cheeks creepy samaritan automotive service i know what you need i'm gonna give it to you <laughs> All right, and we are
0: back. It's Slasher, I Hardly Know Her, and we're about to play a little game you might have heard of. We're talking about the blob, <laughs> but first, we're going to get into a little Final Girl. Oh,
1: all right, let's do the next round of Final Girl.
0: All right, last time we had four survivors, poor Chad Michaels kicked the bucket.
1: Oh, that was a sad one to see go. I, I yeah. bar-
0: We barely got to know him hardly knew the guy before he got beaten to death with a three foot bomb
1: what a way to go especially because i i believe in, unless i'm mistaken he had never smoked pot before he had never smoking he had never smoking, smoking pot before. we're just making up words on this wow one. he'd never smoked pot he'd never taken a drink he decides he'd give it a try and then boom beat him with a bomb
0: dead dead guy all right round two let's Get see what that guy <laughs> Well, that's what there are. There are two categories in this game. There are final girls, and there are dead guys. Um, No, dead girls, I'm sorry. I don't know, they're all final girls. Or they're all girls. They're all
1: final girls to us.
0: Okay, let me spin that wheel.
1: (laughs) I am going to load uh, a sound effect on here of a a wheel that spins well, and just just do that over your, your squeaking, because that wheel is pitiful at this point.
0: Alright, first one we're starting Don't make fun of my wheel, by the way yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I have a Hey, did you provide a wheel? Because I, I made one by hand
1: Right, no, you have a guy uh, I remember oh, specifically, right. you have a guy You provide the chicken wire, he makes the wheel
0: Well, I do help yeah, I do help wheel, so. no, That's good,
1: that's good I'm, I know wheel guys appreciate that help
0: Who's up first? It's Pizza Boy Alright, he made it One part whiskey one part rum, two parts vodka seems a little dumb. You didn't drink the party punch. Pizza boy, you survived.
1: Oh, wait, I've got... <laughs> Yay, pizza boy! Hey, good for you, pizza boy. We have a soundboard now. All right, who's up next?
0: Also, Alex, don't assume just because they're the last name that they're going to be who dies. You never know. this. You can oh, you're gonna do, Everybody do can die, nobody can survive, you never know.
1: Well, that'll that'll be good for the remaining three people who know they survive after they hear the guy die.
0: Elvira, Valentina, yay!
1: I want her to win. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, everybody else. I love, I love the Elvira.
0: Playing favorites. Wow. Yeah, I
1: I obviously I have no hand in
0: this. Elvira, magic brownies or plain? You picked the latter. You realize that even in college, good choices do matter. You <laughs> survived! Yay, Yay Good Elvira! For you, Elvira, you made it! <laughs> Alrighty. Who's next?
1: I don't know, I hears <laughs> was that the wheel in the background, or do you have a whiny dog?
0: It's a small cheweenie whining wow. in the background. Um, of course it is. Is that what you've been spinning all this time? I've been spinning a small dog, yes. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's a chihuahua mixed with a dachshund. Oh, okay. I don't recommend anyone, <laughs> anyone, anywhere ever get a chiweenie.
1: Uh <laughs> it's, a, it's a chihuahua mixed with a game show wheel.
0: It's not like having a dog at all. It's like having some diseased rat living in your house. Oh.
1: And your dog's name is?
0: Uh, Her name is cheweenie
1: Oh, how apt! How apropos! All right. Her
0: name is Elvira Valentina. I love that. I hope she wins. I hope she wins too. Who's next? Okay, next up we've got Edward. Wait, Edward White. All right, Edward. Johnny is hot. Johnny is sexy. (laughs) But he has a crazy ex, and that can get messy. But you're no fool. You turn him down and live to play another round. All
1: right, Johnny, good for you. Smart move, buddy.
0: John, No, Johnny was uh, the hot, sexy one. Uh, He got uh, turned down. Our player was Edward White. yeah.
1: There you go. Good move, Mr. White.
0: Yes, yes, Edward, you lovely girl. We're still alive. Uh, And finally, Horace Gallo. Let's see what happens to Horace. Oh, I hope nothing happens to Horace Gallo. That's a great name.
1: It is a good name. Unfortunately, not the name of a survivor.
0: Horace, you turned down an old-fashioned so that you could survive, but then sucked off your buddy and got eaten alive. <laughs> oh, Horace Gallo, you are dead.
1: Rough way to go, Horace. You just, you, you nailed it, and then you didn't nail it.
0: You didn't want the drink. For those youngsters in the crowd, an old-fashioned. Can you tell us what an old-fashioned is, Alex? Uh, a job. <laughs> wait, what? An old, old fashioned's f- a hand job. I thought it was a cocktail. It's that too. Wait, right? wait, wait! I knew old fashioned as a cocktail. I didn't know an old fashioned was also a hand job. Are you sure you're not making this up?
1: No, an old fashioned's a hand job. Get an old fashioned. It's a hand job.
0: So, says who? Nobody has ever said that in the history of people saying things. Yes.
1: There's, in fact, there's an entire South Park episode based on it.
0: To get an old-fashioned? Yeah. So if it's I okay. walk up to a woman and I say, hey, can you give me an old-fashioned? She'll know what I'm talking about.
1: I don't know whether a woman would know what that is, but I know that, I mean, there. think of how many things you refer to as a man that a woman wouldn't know what you were talking about because you're a gross <laughs> man. Uh,
0: so next time I go and I get a massage... I'm going to be laying there and I'm just going to, I'm just going to grumble old fashioned <laughs> and see if she picks up what I'm putting down. Well,
1: it, I mean, you'll know which way that's, this will be how you determine whether you're right or I'm right. If she gives you a job, I'm right. If she hands you some whiskey, then uh, you were the, the correct person here.
0: Well, all right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll try that out. <laughs> we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> Alright, so let's let's get back into the movie. We you know, when we left off, we haven't been going scene by scene necessarily. Uh you wanted to talk a little bit about some of these deaths, because some of these deaths are just phenomenal. Ooh, let's uh, go
0: through them, dude. There's some nasty ones. Uh the one I was talking about that I wanted to get to was the dude in the sink. He's plunging the sink. It's at the diner where the uh, the sheriff has been flirting with the, the waitress or owner, I'm not sure, but anyway, she Later, they get a clogged sink in the back where they wash the dishes. She tries to plunge it for a while, can't get it, and then she's like, hey, whatever the guy's name is, can you give it a shot? And he gets a plunger. He's plunging it for a while, and then she goes back out, and she's hanging out with, I think it's Kevin Dillon and uh, Shawnee Smith's characters. Uh, They're on their first uh, unofficial date talking about things, and then they go back because they hear a ruckus. And when they go back, what do they see, uh, Alex? Man, tell me about it.
1: Once again, dude, all your gas makes it into the podcast. How is it possible? You need to You need to see a doctor.
0: I just, you know, I've always been a really regular gaseous dude. Uh, it's just a factory of, of, it's a symphony of sounds and experiences coming out of my body.
1: You'll be like, doctor, uh... Every time I do a podcast I start <laughs> burping and heaving out of my mouth and into the mic and he'll say, Well, you're not doing it now and then you can whip on your phone and say, Welcome back to slow faster <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get treated.
0: And I'm a double threat this time. I've got some phlegm from some allergies oh, and, and I've got this some is... some belching uh, you know, so gas and phlegm. Uh Yeah, so any other podcast out there who are looking for somebody to come in and host, just go ahead, uh, give me a call, let me know, I'm, I'm available.
1: So what they see when they walk in the kitchen is this guy being pulled down a tiny little drain. It's a sink kitchen. You know, I mean, you know what a kitchen drain looks like, right? I mean, a sink drain. He's being pulled through it by the blob. All of him. It's pretty impressive. It's good stuff.
0: First, his head is in there. His whole body's still out of there, but it has somehow just slurped his head in, which was bigger than the drain, and then it just it yanks his entire body down the hole. It's amazing. And,
1: and I don't want to take away from uh, Romeo. is not his real name, but he's one of the football players. He's the one that was buying the condom that passed everything off on Paul, saying it was actually Paul that needed the condoms. He's out at, like, lookout point with his date, and he's getting her drunk, You want to let's talk about this man's amazing trunk. Oh, do you you want a drink? And she's like, ah, you know, I probably haven't enough. Have I probably had enough? And he's like, uh, no, there's never enough. So he goes to make her a drink, him and her opens his trunk full bar. I love the trunk. He's got strawberries. He's got mixer. He's got the liquor. He has a little handheld battery operated actual mixer that he mixes the (laughs) drinks with. And really, I think my favorite part, a box full of class rings uh, that he gives to the girls. You know, I want you to have my class ring. It's just a box full of cheap uh, class rings.
0: And don't forget the banaca.
1: Did he have banaca?
0: Oh, he had a little, uh, it was <laughs> next to the mirror. There were all these little pouches and pockets, and he pulls uh, a little container of banaca out and sprays it for his uh, fresh breath. I,
1: I would idolize this guy in high school. He He's definitely got it down. He's got his moves down. When he returns to the car, though, to give her his drink, ah, she's passed out. So being the slummy slime dog that he is, he decides he'll unbutton her blouse and feel her up, but when he goes to grab that boob...
0: The Blob. The Blob. Uh, by blob. the way, the girl who uh, he's grabbing is Erica. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Aleniac? Eleniac. Anyway, she was in a movie called Chasers, I believe. Dennis Hopper was in it. And it was one of the first movies I saw that had boobs in it. And let me tell you, Erica, thank you for all the uh, the, the complete releases. Um, where I struggled with my body and achieved complete release over and over again to that scene in chasers.
1: Please quit saying complete release.
0: I struggled. I struggled with myself. And after struggling with myself for some time, I achieved complete release.
1: (laughs) Please. No, I I wanted you to say it less. I, I wanted you to say complete release less as one, I've never heard it explained that way. And two, <laughs> I never want to hear it again.
0: Well, I didn't want to be crass, so I was trying to use you know, more sophisticated language.
1: My wife, I think my wife said that she was possibly a Playboy Playmate?
0: I believe that's a thing. I, I think it is, yeah. I think she probably was. I hope she was. I'm going to Google the, it later. And I'm going to struggle and, and then achieve complete release. <laughs>
1: I hate I hate that we're friends. I I've, you know, I've made a terrible choice in my life. Both being friends with you and then deciding to do a podcast with you. Not the only playmate by the way in the movie and I'll save that for coming up, but there's another playmate in the movie.
0: Oh.
1: If indeed this one is a playmate, I have no idea. Uh so yeah, Wait, wait,
0: before you go on, can we talk about Banaka? This spray that uh, sure. our I mean, our Don Juan spray My father used Banaka when I was a kid. It was a breath spray back in the day, kids. Uh, you had sprays. It was it was like a container. You think they don't make Banaka anymore? I, I have no idea. I don't see it in stores anymore. But my father used Banaka in lieu of you know brushing your teeth or. Or a gum what? or a mint. I don't even know if the kids have mint anymore, but he would just get some banaoc and <laughs> spray it and I you know would try it and that stuff burned like hell. It, it wasn't just fresh and clean. It, it was I don't know if there were chemicals in there, but it, it was it was. got it a little burn. Oh too. yeah,
1: it definitely burns you and you can buy it at Walmart for 495. I just looked it up. So that's a that's a few of the deaths. Uh, there we talked about the phone booth, the waitress in the phone booth, which was a great one. And that, at that point, we are up to six deaths, six deaths. So, I mean, and we're not too far into the movie at this point. I mean, you're getting these kills pretty quick. I mean, it's a setup. I also mistakenly called it a small California town. I believe it's a small Colorado town. Uh, It's a ski resort town, and they haven't had good snow in a while. And that's why the town looks so desolate is, you know, people just aren't there. It is like late summer, you know, or or fall, they're wearing jackets. It's not supposed to snow yet, but is it yeah, Colorado?
0: Yeah. Now I'm looking at you know just what pops up when you Google this movie, and it says in a tiny California town. Well, I think that's students.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I said it. But now i you know I watched the credits as I do because I'm a nerd, and it said thank you to the people of Abeville, Louisiana. So I wanted to look at that, and apparently all the like outside shots, all the exteriors were shot in Abeville, Louisiana. But it is that town apparently is laid out the same, according to IMDb, as Abeville, Colorado, where the movie takes place.
0: I don't know. So it's shot in Louisiana, supposed to be in taking place in Colorado. And then Google says it's in California.
1: Yes, they couldn't do the uh, they couldn't actually shoot in Abeville, Colorado as they had, I mean this is according to IMDb so who knows, but they couldn't shoot there because Colorado had snow at the time that they were shooting and the whole point is this town cannot have snow, like uh, that's kind of the point because that's what we were getting to before the break is the one weakness of the blob we discover when it has trapped uh, our two lead characters in a walk-in freezer in that diner Tries to get under the door, but immediately retreats. We don't know that it's because of the cold, but that is why it is. The only thing that's going to hurt this thing is the cold. Unfortunately, they're in a town that hadn't had a good snow in two years.
0: Ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw that. They went to the freezer. It made sense immediately. Like, ooh, the cold. That's what's going to stop it. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing can kill the blob except the cold and some fresh container of banaca.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the 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 guy who's killed at the you know, the old man gets killed at the hospital and then Paul, who is on that first date with uh, what's her face? What is her face?
0: Shawnee what, Smith. What um, is, your, what, Meg what is Penny. your face? Her character's uh, name's Meg. Shawnee Smith
1: about. is what I was looking for. Um, but yeah, Meg Penny they're on their first date but of course they're spinning at a hospital well he goes in he finds you know that the blob is there he tries to call the police and the blob immediately swallows him and that is a great death
0: ooh Shawnee walks in on him and he's screaming but he's all under the blob and it's just ripping his face apart he's getting just melted by this thing
1: yeah it was a great look and uh, Kevin Dillon's already left at that point he left with uh, you know and Paul's like where are you going and Kevin Dillon's like, uh, if you need me, you know where I am. You know where to find me. He says, which I think is funny because when they found him last time, he was running out of the woods with an old homeless man. <laughs> and so, what does that mean? Is he is he in the woods? You know where to find me. I'll be back where I was running out of the woods with the homeless man. So Kevin Dillon's not even there when this happens. But then Kevin Dillon, being the you know the punk that he is or whatever. And, and on the radar of the police, the police then drag him in for questioning because, I mean, I don't, it's confusing to me because they seem to be accusing him. He's like, ah, you know, either let me go or give me a lawyer. But then the sheriff's like, well, we better let him go. You know, he doesn't have a motive. There's not an ounce of blood on him. Let, let's let him go. What did they think he did to Paul? What did he think? I mean, like, what did they think? I mean, Paul got melted. So uh, what, do they, what do they think Kevin Dillon did that they're holding him for questioning?
0: You never know with those street kids. I mean, Kevin Dillon's character, Brian Flagg, is, he's that uh, staple cool kid. He's got the, the black leather jacket on. He rides a motorcycle. hes, he's uh, He, he he's smokes. In His mom's never around. Yeah, he smokes cigarettes. He's a bad kid.
1: He's a bad kid that apparently melts people because the other victim in the hospital also melted.
0: I don't know. I don't know how they thought that he had anything to do with that.
1: Yeah, I think at this point they'd be like, well, we know know this guy didn't do it. We just don't know what happened. But instead,
0: damn, these trailer park kids always running around with their skin dissolving blobs. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) He doesn't have a motive to have (laughs) melted a man to death. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a bothersome line to me, but that is that's when we get the diner scene where George gets it in the uh, the sink. George is the dishwasher. Uh, we learn that uh, cold, not good for the blob. We go to the phone booth scene. That's when the government comes in. Uh, Kevin Dillon's out trying to get his bike again in the woods. So I guess he was right. Paul could have found him in the woods. He's always uh, in the
0: woods working on that uh, bicycle with the ratchets that he borrowed.
1: It's not a bicycle. He'd never make that jump on a bicycle.
0: whatever. Motorcycle.
1: Yeah. Motorcycle. Uh, Tomato, tomato. And the government comes in and, you know, they come in they've got their, like uh, the hazmat suits on and stuff. Very spooky. Very E.T. Very E.T. Very E.T. But they actually have guns that uh, Steven Spielberg didn't later go in, in a race, in the re-release. And, the the one head doctor, this like older dude, white beard, real nice. You know, don't be scared. This is normal. This is, you know, it's just, it, it's something we got to take precautions. We're quarantining everybody in the town. And you, you're like, okay, this is not a bad guy. The government people are not bad. They're here. They know this thing's here. They're going to help us. That ended up being the
0: case. No, they're bad. They, I mean, if you don't follow the rules, they're going to kill you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they don't want anybody talking about what's going on because they don't want the secret to get out that they are the ones who created the blog. What? What?
1: Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We're oh, not even there yet, Micah. We should
0: say that first. Sorry, spoiler alert! Uh, retroactively, before I said that.
1: <laughs> I, I, I said it within the first three minutes of the podcast. So <laughs> hey, I okay. warned people
0: on our whatever Instagram that uh, you know watch the movies first because there will be spoilers.
1: Yeah, and we're we're trying to, I should have given a spoiler alert before this episode, and I didn't, so uh, there is that. So, that said, you think it's time maybe for a break?
0: Let's hear from those lovely sponsors.
1: Do we have lovely
0: sponsors? I hope we get Banaka as a sponsor
1: soon. (laughs) Yeah, now that we know that they exist, you can buy it at Walmart still. Yeah, why not? All right, more Slasher I Hardly Know are coming up after the break.
0: Hey, what are you drinking? Blood. Really? Can I try some? Sure. Oh, gross. It tastes like real blood. That's because it is, you silly idiot. Blood drink, made of blood. Blood drink, made of real blood. Try blood drink today. Now available in a can, in a can. Blood drink. And we are back. Welcome back to Slasher. I'm Knower. This week we are talking about 1988's of the Blob, starring Shawnee Smith and Kevin Dillon. I've got my very special guest, Alex, here with me. And before That's we me. get back into the Blob, Alex, we're going to do a little uh, little horror news. What's going on in the world of scariness? <laughs>
1: Scary story. There you go. Ooh, scary. All right. So uh, the Lost Boys, that's uh, a favorite for so many people. And if you are a big Lost Boys fan, there you probably know there was going to be a CW show that came out. It was going to be a, a television series. Well, that didn't happen, but it is now coming back. Warner Brothers has picked it up. They're going to do... I guess a new Lost Boys. I think it's going to be a reboot or a reimagine. And it's going to star Noah Jupe, who is in A Quiet Place. Really, really well done uh, movie. Love that movie. We've got to do Quiet Place too, because I really want to see it. And I've been kind of saving it for the podcast. Oh, I and saw the, it.
0: I went to the movies and watched it. Oh, it was really? My, my first movie to go see. After, you know, all the pandemic bullshit uh, and we got vaccinated, waited a couple of weeks for those to kick in. And then we went to the movies and watched Quiet I've Place 2.
1: I've not seen it. I have been to the movies uh, since I've been vaccinated. I went once, but it was to see some retro horror uh, for a like a group I'm a part of here. And it was it was phenomenal to be back in the theater. But I've not seen Quiet Place 2. I want to. It's also going to star Jaden Martell. Stranger you might Things, right? From It. Uh, I don't know if he's in Stranger Things. He's in It. And I know there is some crossover there. I think there are some people that are in It and uh, uh, Stranger Things. So very well, that might be the case. Uh, but they're both in it. I did see some... Uh, scuttlebutt on Twitter, people were a little upset that they had picked those two guys. And when I mean, when you look at the cast that did originally do it and you look at these, uh, guys, you don't immediately think that they, they correlate. I don't know, but I bet they'll do an amazing job and I am very much looking forward to it. I, I like lost boys. It's not one of my favorites. It's one of the ones I list as a, an overrated horror movie that everyone loves Everyone's gaga about
0: Maybe he was just an it I don't don't know where I came up with that I'll I'll be honest, teenage boys all look the same to me
1: Yeah, when you get an age Where all teenagers kind of do They're just, they're teenage actors
0: I love (laughs) the original Lost Boys Uh, I mean It's a great movie,
1: I'm not saying it's not a great movie I just think it's overrated
0: It's got Feldman, it's got Jason Patrick It's got uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland And that Corey Haim. Corey Haim was in there
1: Corey Hame's in it Both Corys are in that one Now this bit of news I'm pretty excited about Because it stars my teenage crush And lifelong crush Danielle Harris I think every horror fan's Lifelong crush But uh, she is going to be In a new horror movie About a demonic entity That craves human flesh The movie is called Flesh uh, It's supposed to be about A deranged individual who wants to sacrifice human flesh to a malevolent spirit. No, that does not sound like it's up my alley. Yes, I will see it. Danielle Harris is in it. and you like a girl? Man, I like that girl a lot. I mean, I love Danielle Harris. My wife is well aware of my love for Danielle Harris.
0: Is she on Uh, your list, your list of passes? uh,
1: I don't know that... I've actually officially added her, but I think my wife would understand. And I'd certainly talk to her about it first.
0: Who is on your list of passes? Mine's Tilda Swinton and Jessica Tandy.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I actually know that about two years is Jessica Tandy, the old lady from Driving Miss Daisy, who was who was old when that movie was made. Is Jessica Tandy still alive?
0: Probably not. I don't think she is.
1: No, well, oh, ca-
0: speaking of, of Hollywood. Shouldn't you take select- her off the list? I still love her, you know. As she, I feel as she like was, you should take her off the list. Um, she was a great actress, and and uh, can we talk about another Hollywood celebrity who we lost? Um, Norm McDonald man. I, I just wanted to talk about him, only to say he's one of the best comedians of all time, and an absolute favorite of mine. And, and my brothers, we've we've loved Norm for as long as I can remember. And I, I don't know. There was nobody like him. Nobody nobody delivered it like he did. Nobody was as committed to their their shtick as he was. It didn't matter what anybody thought, what the crowd was doing. That guy believed in his jokes and delivered them the way he wanted to. No apologies. He was just Norm through and through, no matter what it, anybody thought.
1: And it never felt like shtick. It felt like Norm. It felt, you know, when he was there delivering what was going to be a phenomenal joke. He just kind of meandered his way through it <laughs> and it didn't it, in that real Bob Newhart kind of sense of, you know, I was 30 years old before I realized Bob Newhart didn't actually have a stutter. It it was, it was this way he delivered his jokes that just floored you in the end. I mean, it was just all fuel for that punchline, which was often dry and mundane and just amazing. I loved Norm Macdonald since I think I think I discovered Norm Macdonald, the first time I found him, was uh, the Billy Madison movie. Billy Madison, I oh, think, yeah. is the first time I actually saw Norm Macdonald. And then when he moved on to Weekend Update, just absolutely loved him. And I know this isn't horror-related. I even tried to, because I knew you wanted to talk about Norm. I, I even tried to find some horror connection. It did not exist, but... Uh, he was just so funny and what a loss. What an extreme loss Norm MacDonald was Brilliant. for yeah. the one, world.
0: One of a kind. Uh I did you ever see Dirty Work? Uh
1: Oh yeah, dude. And that was I think mean, remember when they popped out of the trunks during the commercial?
0: <laughs> hey, what's with all these dead hookers in your Yeah. <laughs>
1: Norm McDonald's is such a funny guy. So yeah. So sorry to end uh, scary stories on a sad story, but I'm glad you mentioned him. I'm
0: glad you brought him up. Hell yeah! Wherever you are, Norm, we love you. We miss you.
1: Absolutely. I'll I'll have
0: a drink to Norm right this very right moment. Right now. All right. Me too.
1: Okay. So do you want to do Final Girl now? You want to wait till the end of the break or end of the segment?
0: I think we should do it because I can hear the audience clamoring. I can hear them biting their nails. They're on the edge of their seats, white knuckled. Just waiting to find out what happens.
1: Crap. My soundboard doesn't have a clamoring. Here, I'll go with this. (laughs) The Wilhelm scream. Wow. (laughs) They Wilhelm screamed it. (laughs) They want it so bad. They're hurting. Let's get to Final Girl.
0: All right. Last we left off. We lost one Horace Gallo. in the round before ah! that, and the, that was Horace. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> and round one, we lost Chad Michaels. That means we have three left. Edward White, Elvira Valentina, and Pete Savoy. All
1: right. You know who my favorite is, but I don't play favorites, guys. And I actually have nothing to do with this. Mike and I are com- in completely different states. I don't know what he's about to pull out of that ridiculously
0: squeaky wheel. Let's see what happens. Oh, man, that... <laughs> All right, Edward White. Carl winked at you as he pulled out some lube. You cried, No, Carl, don't be such a boob. You survived. <laughs> Edward, you get to go on to the next round. Good
1: for you, buddy. Very excited. Very excited. Here, I'll, let me find uh, the applause here. Here we go. Oh, wait. No. That's, there we go. Sorry. Some sad music uh, to go into the applause.
0: All right. All right. Uh, 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 Elvira Valentina.
1: Yay, Elvira. Oh, I'll do the applause again because I'm excited about this. Go ahead.
0: Uh, all right, Elvira. Travis insisted. Come on, baby, have a hit on my vape. You said, no, Trevor. Sometimes you're such an ape. You survived. <laughs> vape gets you killed now. Hey, that's on
1: the list of things that get
0: you killed. I don't know what's in that vape. I mean, it could just be nicotine. Maybe it's just a good flavor, or it could oh, be true. that dangerous gateway drug, marijuana.
1: It could be full of THC. It could be full move, on Elvira.
0: All right, Elvira's alive. And then let's see what that happens means. to a fella named Pete Boy, oh, a.k.a. Pete. A pizza Boy.
1: I really got to add high hopes for Pizza Boy, too. I thought it would be a show a showdown there at the end with Pizza Boy and Elvira, but... It looks like that is not to be. Here's what
0: I think. I think Pizza Boy, maybe the same people who who submitted Harry Balsania, I think they're going to keep coming back. I think they're going to die a few times. But in the end, I have a feeling they will be victorious. Uh, Pizza
1: Boy, please keep coming back.
0: Keep coming back, Pizza Boy. Uh, We're pulling for you.
1: Did I do my math right? He's dead now.
0: I don't know because it's really anybody's guess what happens to Pizza Boy. Let's find out.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Pizza Boy. Pete, you passed on a keg stand because oh, keg nice. stands are whack. But when you left to go piss, you said, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, no. Pizza Boy's dead.
1: A cardinal rule of horror movies. You can't say I'll, Don't be, say, right back. I'll
0: be right back. You can't say I'll be right back. Oh, BT <laughs> Dubs. Uh, and I'm sorry I said that. I'm embarrassed that it came out of my mouth. Yeah, but, I uh, bet it came out. Beety-dubs, uh, we have a, a, a book it's better. Out. It's better that way. In our growing collection of prizes for people, we have a book called How to Survive a Horror Movie, which actually talks about a lot of these rules uh, oh, on how cool. to survive a horror movie. So uh, one of these winners is going to get that. Of course, it would probably be a better gift for one of the losers uh, so that they can figure right. out how to not die next time. Um, That's but true. I, it, but it has it has a foreword by uh, one West Craven, the oh, late great West awesome. Wes Craven, and it was yeah. written by the same guy who wrote, I think it was Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. I think it's that same author.
1: I can't think of who wrote that. I did read it, but I can't think of who wrote it. I mean, it, in addition to Jane Austen.
0: All right, so we got two left. Pete kicked the bucket, but we've got Edward White and Elvira Valentina left
1: all right very excited for you guys uh i i got high hopes for you both i'll say for you both i don't care who wins uh so in this you know we've kind of moved up to the government's being there uh and now they're in the theater and they're watching here's what i love about this you think we're about to be in another kill yes you know it's two guys a guy and a girl out in make out point or whatever they're in a I think they're in a car I'm not sure and something a a guy pops out he's got a hockey mask on I I love the line from the main male character he's like hockey season's been over for months or something (laughs) like that (laughs) and the guy just has a head trimmer but it sounds exactly like a chainsaw but then they pull out and you realize this is what is being shown on the theater screen where it's not our movie. It's, it's the movie they're watching, but that's the other playboy playmate.
0: Wait, Do who's you, the other did, playmate?
1: Did you recognize her at all?
0: Are you talking about the girl that's in the movie that they're watching?
1: Yes. No, did you? Re- no, you I didn't. didn't recognize her. You didn't recognize her. Is it Margaret Smith? No, it's Julie McCullough, who another of my childhood crushes, she was in uh, growing pains. She played Mike's girlfriend and then uh, Kirk Cameron, that's right around when Kirk Cameron became ultra-religious. And because she was a former playmate, he demanded she be written off the show. Wow. So she just disappears. Hey, Kirk but,
0: Cameron, you're a judgmental asshole.
1: Ah, oh, Kirk Cameron is such a judgmental Don't asshole. Don't
0: let Jesus man. get in the way of you being a good person, Kirk. Come on.
1: Hey, He's just... An obnoxious human,
0: uh, <laughs> which is really sad is. because I loved Growing Pains. I, did, I loved. It. I lo- what was his name? Michael Seaver. Mike.
1: Mike Seaver. Man, I loved Mike Seaver. Uh, but anyway, Julie McCullough, yeah, just a, Julie, a, a a lovely, adorable woman who's in was, Playboy
0: and gives you Growing Pains. Oh,
1: Whoa. I would, would never admit <laughs> to that, but yeah, she was she was in that movie for about you know two seconds, and she was in the movie in the movie. For so those of they, you
0: not keeping up, when I said "Growing Pains" in this context, it meant boner.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant something much deeper than that.
0: Whoa, wait, what? Please Let's elaborate. Something- Are we about to get deep?
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was about the the trials and tribulations that, you know, we all go through growing from young boys to men and young girls to women and, you know, how you deal with that and how you internalize the bad things and make them into good things. The oh, growing pains.
0: yeah, kind of like a coming of age story. <laughs> God,
1: I hate you. I, I, I mean, like, I know where everything you say is going to go, but you, I'm always surprised when we get there somehow. I'm always surprised when we get there. So this is, this is the theater and I just got it labeled in my notes as theater carnage. I mean, first the projectionist gets it. Then the theater owner gets it. Then the guy,
0: uh, the, uh the, the, the the projectionist, he's the guy from, uh, 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 what's the show in Alaska? Um, son of a bitch, not evening shade. Um,
1: that was Arkansas
0: Wow I just lost I just lost the name of that show that took place in Alaska. There was the radio DJ there was Joel the doctor or psychologist. You're talking
1: Arkansas. about northern exposure Northern
0: exposure I think that guy was from Northern Exposure, right
1: Oh I didn't recognize him from that at Maybe all I did he's recognize not. Him.
0: He's from something I can't remember. Um,
1: uh, what I did love was he's got a very distinct face, a very recognizable face. that's why I recognized him because he's recognizable because that's how recognizable faces work. but uh, it was very clear that they had cast his face. Because the blob gets him, and then his face kind of pulls out of the blob, and you know it's not his real face; it's a special effect. But they went for the, you know, for this character who was in the movie for I'm going to say less than a minute. They went to all that trouble to do the makeup work and cast his face and have it coming out of the blob, and it looked phenomenal. Oh, it dude, yeah, really it's like well.
0: coming down off the ceiling, and it—that yeah. Yeah, was creepy.
1: And the blob's pretty big at this point. And that's, and that's when it gets the theater owner. He looks up, sees the projectionist. He gets it. Uh, the guy who's a loudmouth in the movie that's bugging the little uh, brothers that are there, uh, calling out all the scenes before they happen, he gets it, just gets yanked to the ceiling by the blob. And so, I mean, at least you know three new deaths there, but who knows how many people are dying in that theater. A significant amount of people are dying Before and this is when we find out Spoiler alert the government made The blob
0: And the reason okay so they Sent a germ to space and then Space is what made It turn into the blob Being exposed to space
1: I wasn't real clear I wasn't real clear on the Science there if there is any science I wasn't clear on it but the asteroid You know that's when we see You know Kevin Dillon still in the woods And they pull out they're pulling out the asteroid that fell and you realize it's not it's not like a rock it's not like a man-made you know or it's not a you know it's not a rock it's not an asteroid it's a man-made silver ball basically and they they call it a satellite but they had sent some kind of germ up there for some reason i mean it definitely warfare but i don't really understand i don't think it's necessary that you do understand
0: And I I lied, the guy's not from Northern Exposure. The actor's name is, and this must be a made-up name staging, Frank Collision. He was in Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman.
1: Oh, that's probably where I know him from.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My mom (laughs) loved that show when I was a kid. Well,
1: after I'd get done watching, uh, we'd we'd sit at home, we'd have a a quick two, three Jessica Tandy movies, and then we'd switch right into... uh, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman.
0: <laughs> All right. Weren't we talking about some movie called The Blob? And we were in a movie theater, and, and, and the projectionist got sucked into Not in into this
1: to- particular segment we have a bit.
0: He got sucked into a vent. We see his disgusting face come down from the ceiling. And then we cut into the theater where it's mass hysteria and it's like strobe lights are flashing, and the blob is growing ever bigger by the second. Much and bigger. Shawnee Smith's in there. She's A couple of kids are in there, like a younger brother and his friend or something like that. And, uh, oh, there's one girl laying face down on the floor, and Shawnee's like, oh, I should check on her, uh, and, like, lifts her up, and her face Holes is all are, melted.
1: Oh. Yeah, the other half that you can't see turns, and it's just, It's just a pile of goo like stuck to the floor. It looked amazing.
0: It's nasty. And people are just getting yanked up off the floor, just up into the ceiling. I don't know where they're going. They'll just be standing there, and then all of a sudden, whoop, right up into the sky.
1: Yeah, he keeps pulling them in, and that's when Shawnee Smith decides that, you know, I mean, she's there to get her little brother and his friend out, and they make it into the sewer. The blob chases them into the sewer, and the boys are able well, one of the boys is able to escape, but the little kid gets it. He, yeah. Which I was surprised at that they let a little kid get it in 1988, but he like falls into the sewer and the blocks. Me too. Me too. I thought was, for sure yeah.
0: he was going to survive because I was like, oh, they won't kill a kid in a 1988 yeah. horror movie. Uh,
1: exactly what I thought.
0: And, it, it, I mean, the sewer scenes are cool. They're going through the water. It's murky. There's rats. And, man, it was just felt like another classic 80s movie. And then they try to climb up the pipes and get out of there. The two kids, Shawnee gets them climbing up first. And then she's trying to get up. And then, yeah, that little blonde boy just gets snatched. And Shawnee <laughs> jumps into the water to save him. And he comes back up. And at that point, we know, oh, it's too late for that He's little boy. He's been
1: blobbed. <laughs> He's yeah, he been got, blobbed. He got blobbed pretty hard. Uh, but the other, her little brother gets out. He's able to get out through this grate. She's not. She cannot get out through this grate. She falls back down into the sewer. She starts climbing out this other way. And I knew it was going to happen. She's kind of reaching, and then boom, there's Kevin Dillon. He's driven his motorcycle up. He's in the sewer as well, just another level of it in his motorcycle pulls her up, yanks her on, and then he does the amazing wall ride. That's right, because he's headed down. The blob's blocking him.
0: They're going down the sewer one direction, and then, oh, God, dead end. The only way to go is to go back towards the blob, at which point he's got to do some evil Knievel shit, and right up on the side of this round you know, sewer tunnel they're going through, and right past the blob, and they get out of there because he's a badass.
1: And he is a badass, and he does amazing work on his uh, his bike. But after he does something cool, he always falls. The bike always skids down. Do you know, I mean, like, every single time. I mean, like, he doesn't make the original jump. He slides down. But every time he's escaping or doing anything cool on his motorcycle, he immediately takes it to the ground and slides out. And that's exactly what happens here. She tells him to to leave it. You know, we just got to get out of here, which is what they do. And they start to, they, oh, that's when they run into your sewer guy, the guy that you recognized. He's he's in his hazmat suit, but he's been blobbed somehow. And uh, they're trying to get up out of the sewer. And then the guy, the, the lovely doctor who was so sweet before, who we now know is a bad guy. Uh, I don't know his character name. I have him listed as Dr. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Asshole tells him to, you know, close the grate, like put the manhole cover back on the manhole and then they drive a truck over it and sit the truck on it to keep not just his own guy, but also both of them stuck in the sewer with the blob.
0: Yeah, they're terrible. That dude ends up being really nasty. I mean, they leave him no way out. But then Kevin Dillon, you know, the 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 guy wearing the hazmat suit has this what, rocket launcher? Bazooka. I said bazooka, but yeah. And he grabs that and just uh, very nonchalantly leans over and shoots it up.
1: (laughs) One-handed. One-handed. He one-handedly lays it up there and hits the button. No kickback, by the way. There's no kick on it. You know, like a little tiny gun would have kicked a little, not this particular bazooka, and then blows the uh, manhole cover and blows up the truck that's holding it.
0: Pretty good scene. It was good, man. There were some good explosions in this, and they're able to get out of there go up into the street, and this is kind of where we set up for the finale. Like, you got the people running out of the theater. We're out kind of in, like, a Main Street area, small town Main Street. We've got the government guys with their guns. We've got Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith there, and, uh, yeah, it's chaos. And the blob comes up. What happens after that? Doesn't the the, the dude that's the main scientist who turns out to be uh, an asshole, doesn't he get his from the blob?
1: Uh, yeah, I think he, well, uh, this is when we start seeing, uh, this is when we start seeing them say things like, or when we start seeing the blob really grow because they're, they're shooting it with stuff. Yeah. like Because the they, I mean, they kind of unload on him.
0: Yeah. Every time they throw a grenade or some plastique at the old blob, it explodes and then it just makes the blob bigger and stronger. Um, And I don't remember everything that happens in between, but I know we end up with Kevin Dillon. uh, He runs off. And then Shawnee Smith grabs a uh, fire extinguisher. And that comes out cold. She's shooting it at the blob and figures out, oh, the cold, the cold kills it.
1: Yeah, that's when we, we as an audience kind of knew that that was a thing, but uh, they didn't really realize until she shoots it with that fire extinguisher. I also think, Micah probably a good time for
0: a break what do Let's you think do it we'll be right back
1: you're not supposed to say that
0: uh, now we're dead
1: we're not going to get to come back
0: <laughs> oh shit i didn't even think about that uh, we'll be right here
2: What's wrong, Elizabeth? Oh, I can't breathe. It's this stupid cold. Here, try this. What is it? Vix vampire rub. Just rub a little on your neck, and before you know it, your stopped-up nose will be the least of your worries. Okay, thanks. So I just rub it on my neck like this? Here, let me help. Vix vampire rub. Check your local Walgreens and Walmart for availability. I want to suck your rub.
0: Oh, that funky music tells me we're back. We're back. Welcome back to Slasher. I uh, hardly know her. This is some with myself, funky music. Micah, and Alex.
1: You really you really upped the funk level on this one.
0: I mean, is it Slasher I Hardly Know Her or Funkily? Funkly. <laughs> it's funkily? it's funker, Funkier, I, <laughs> funker I Hardly Know Her. Funky I Hardly Know She.
1: Oh, damn. Another great title that we missed.
0: We got a lot coming up in this next segment. We've yeah, got what else are power you segment. into? We're going to finish up the blob and then, folks, drum roll.
1: I don't have a drum roll on the soundboard.
0: Wow, wow well, I will let get, the whole audience me down I will get
1: a bigger soundboard What do you think about that audience?
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you meant to push? <laughs>
1: yeah, it literally came with the soundboard It literally came with it So I'm very excited to have that uh, that
0: on here And then stay tuned because at the end of this segment for the big finale, we will have the final round of. Say it with me, Alex. (laughs) The final Uh, final girl. girl.
1: (laughs) I've been calling it the final girl challenge, and you just call it final girl, so I didn't know what to say there.
0: They're both right. Potato, potato.
1: Yeah. Potato, potato. Is that what you said?
0: You say potato. I say potato. potato. Wait. (laughs) No. Which one did you (laughs) say? wow welcome back to slasher i hardly know her with micah and the imbecile
1: <laughs> <laughs> i wear it well I wear you know it that's well. one
0: of the nice things about doing a show with somebody you love is we can we can verbally just just destroy each other and uh it only adds to the love the oh
1: love factor. i disagree i i'm not only crying on the inside now as soon as i stop recording i'm gonna be crying on the outside
0: because if I was doing this with somebody I didn't know so well, I couldn't say such terrible things to them. I,
1: uh, no, I, I'm telling you, it hurts me. I'd rather you not say these terrible things to me. I'm going to be weepy tonight.
0: Well, for ence- for example, I, I couldn't say, uh, hey, co-host slash guest, you're a silly dum-dum.
1: No, that hurts my feelings. I'm telling you, I'm being honest with you. It hurts my feelings when you say whoa, those things.
0: whoa, wait, Alex, are you serious? Does it really hurt you?
1: Yeah, it hurts me.
0: Hey, baby. You know I love you. You're money. <laughs> your money, baby.
1: What a terrible consolation. Hey baby, you're money. You're your money, money,
0: baby. You're like a big bear. Got oh, these big claws.
1: Oh, all of a sudden I'm in swingers.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I
1: feel, like, you know what? I, I I take it back. I feel better. I do uh, feel good, better. Good. All, right, all right. So, uh, first before we do anything, let's talk about what else we're into? What are you into? Into? into. What are you into?
0: What's all the screaming about? <laughs> what is all the screaming about? There's a lot of screaming on this show. I'll
1: tell you what all the screaming's about. All the things I'm into. Now, the last two weeks, or the last couple of shows, I've been talking about uh, Adam Green. You know, I've just... Uh, I've just been devouring everything he does. Last
0: week, let's see, the week before you talked about... uh, Holliston. uh, Holliston, and then you talked about Adam Green's uh, scary sleepover last week.
1: And I'm not going to do Adam Green this week uh, because I am into some other stuff. And right now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get into some horror literature You know, well, I like to read, and you know, there's no no reason that you can't you know do both. So if you're if you're a horror reader and you don't know what to pick up, I I will immediately uh, tell you you need to pick up some Riley Sager. That stuff is amazing. Have you read any Riley Sager, Micah?
0: I don't even know the name. What who did what did Riley Sager do? Uh, he's he's done a lot of
1: stuff. I mean, like he's he's a, I mean, he's a best-selling author and he's probably, I don't know that I know of. He's written four or five books. The one that I loved so much was final girls, oddly enough. And it's kind of about, it's about, you know, the classic camp story, you know, this girl, you know, was camping with her friends or whatever, and she survived. So she becomes really famous because, you know, it's, it's a real world, so it's really publicized. It's in the news. This mass murderer tries to kill her and her all her friends die and she makes it out. And then she gets lumped in with a bunch of other girls who have been in similar instances where they survived horrible things and they call them the final girls. They don't they're not like friends or anything. They just they're lumped in together. And it's It's a great book. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have listened to Final Girls. Every time I've ever tweeted Riley Sager, which is several times, because every time he puts something else out, I talk to him about it on Twitter, and he always replies back, and he's always very gracious. Says thank you, and you know I appreciate it. But I'm not. I'm I'm telling you, yes, you should read Riley Sager. But I'm trying out right now. Everything's Eventual. It's a collection of short stories by Stephen Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah, I have that book. And I've never, you know, I've never read a second of it, not one, one word of it, but I I just, I just picked it up and I'm digging into that. And so that's what I'm into this week. I'm, I'm really loving it. Uh, and there are some
0: great stories and everything, everything's eventual. You're going to like it.
1: It was recommended to me by someone on Twitter in the horror community. They threw it out there and I said, well, I'll pick it up. And I picked it up and, uh, I haven't read it yet. Uh, I'm actually going to start tonight. But I'm very excited about getting into that, and I'll tell you what else I'm into. I'm back into Holliston. You've got to watch Holliston, Micah. You've got to. You will think it's so ridiculously funny and stupid. It's so stupid. It's like my wife compares it to iCarly. It's like the adult horror version of iCarly, and I'm sure you've seen that because you got a little kid, but uh, it's... Man, it's just a fantastic, stupid, funny show with lots of great moments. And I was very disappointed this week because I just plowed through season two. I'd taken a little break, plowed through season two, knowing there was a season three, because I have an idiot's brain. And then I get to the end and there is no season three. There was never a season three of Holliston. So oh. so I, I was very disappointed. So I'm starting to rewatch it again because, you know, I kind of did stuff while it was on during the season one episodes. But I really want you to try it out. But also, I'm trying to get the hashtag #MakeMoreHolliston to trend on Twitter. It'll never happen. But it's not going to happen unless you guys retweet it or start tweeting it. Make more Holliston, please. It's stupid. It's fun and it's ridiculous. I know they're, they're having. There's probably some issues with how to make it because one of the characters is the lead singer of Guar. He is Adam Green's imaginary friend that lives in his uh, closet, but he is actually in actuality the character and lead singer from Guar, and he passed away back in I think 2014. So that's that would be a tough thing to get around because he's a pretty major character in the in the story. So maybe that's kind of what shut things down. I have no idea. Michael, what are you into?
0: I have been watching a lot of trailers for old. The movie and 80s and 90s horror movies trying to figure out what what do we watch next uh last night i just went through trailer after trailer uh Pumpkinhead was one of them i have never seen pumpkin head i know you love it that's why i looked at it and i want to watch pumpkin head because the trailer had me intrigued and then i am reading a comic book it's called maniac of new york and I, for I'm all familiar. You- you know this book? I'm
1: from, I've not read it, but I'm familiar with its existence.
0: It's done really well. It's very frightening. It's kind of sick. It's very bloody. Uh, Maniac in New York from Aftershock Comics. If you like slashers, it's disgusting. It's gory. And, and the, main, the main guy, the killer, he wears a mask. It's kind of similar to, to Jason's mask. And it's the same kind of thing where the dude's so far... I think I'm on issue what, five or six. I can't remember. He's he's impossible to kill. And he's able to massacre large groups of people at a time.
1: God, I, I want to get into that. I also wish I'd gotten in on the ground floor of Something's Killing the Children, uh, comic book-wise. And so we're talking about comic books. I wish I'd gotten in on the ground floor of that because, one, the books are worth a lot now. But, two, it's a great story, so I'm just going to have to look for a collection at some point. Then my uh, kid's really into Ice Cream Man which I'm hearing is pretty good. So,
0: It's pretty good. That's an anthology, and uh, it's definitely sick and twisted. So, uh, you know, children, uh, maybe stay away from that one until you're a little older.
1: Yeah, yeah, and hopefully if you are a child, you've not made it this far into the podcast before your parents yanked the earbuds out of your ear. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and get back to the movie. we got Final Girl coming up. We are going to reveal the final girl and the winner of this week's mystery prize will also award the crunchiest kill coming up here in a bit but uh where we left off the blob was getting a lot bigger dr asshole uh the doctor who is initially looks like he's going to be a very nice helpful man but in the end just a sadistic government asshole he gets yanked down a manhole And he's dead. Uh, He he died in good fashion. I believe, doesn't the blob come up into his suit and kind of explode his head inside the hazmat helmet? Isn't that what happens? Is that that what happens? I think that's what happens. You at least see the blob go up into it, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the pink rushes up into the the helmet. Was that Dr. Asshole? I know that That happened to at least one person.
1: That was Dr. Asshole. And that's when she starts using the fire extinguisher and realizes that it is cold that is killing this... This blob, it's its the thing that gets it. And my wife called it from the start, at least. So in an earlier scene, uh, Kevin Dillon has to go back to the garage to get a socket set, this like, you know, car garage where they're fixing snowmobiles. And that's when they talk about, oh, there hadn't been enough snow, the skiers aren't coming, it's going to kill this town. He asked uh, the mechanic guy to borrow a socket set so he can go out in the woods and <laughs> where he always is and where you know you can find him to fix his bike. And there's a like a snow making machine, like a big that like they would use on a ski slope. And he's keeping his beers cold in it. And then my wife sees that the blob does not like cold when they're in the walk-in freezer. And my wife immediately says, "Up, oh, that's it. Doesn't like cold." So. The snow machine thing that we saw is going to come back, and that's how they're going to kill it. And sure enough, that's what Kevin Dillon goes and grabs, uh, jumps in the snow machines, got a big plow on the front. It's a snowmaker. The blob is terrorizing everybody and I don't know, maybe a library or something. All the townsfolk have, have boarded up and trying to stay in there. There's a great kill. The deputy gets it, snapped
0: clean and half. Oh, that's right. He gets yeah. yanked in through the bookshelves. Yeah, and like just backwards. His back and, is broken. Yeah. Oh, that was nasty. That
1: was definitely a good Saw one. Saw it
0: coming and was really excited when it happened.
1: Yeah, you knew it was going to happen and then it does. But then Kevin Dillon gets that snowmaker and then uh, crashes through all the cars and makes his way up there and starts like blowing <laughs> the snow onto the blob, which immediately from a little
0: too far away. And he's like, I should get away. closer. And then when he drives the truck up closer, uh, like a genius, he runs up onto the blob, he drives, knocks the truck over. He
1: drives snowmaking machines exactly like he drives motorcycles. <laughs> he does pretty well at first. You're like Kevin Dillon, you're doing it. You're doing it. you oh. And then he so slides the... that thing.
0: And the snowmaker truck ends up upside down. Kevin's stuck inside. He's upside down. He's still uh, hanging from that, by that seatbelt. And then uh, old Shawnee slash Meg, she's running in. She's going to try to save him. Uh, and she jumps on top of this container, and I, she gets him out somehow, gets the blob to run away by, I think, throwing an explosive or something shoots like at
1: him that. And it's screaming, come get me or something.
0: Yeah, so the blob momentarily leaves Kevin Dillon alone so he can pop his seatbelt off and get out. And then uh, this was one of the the biggest moments where me and my better half, we screamed at the TV when Shawnee is on top of that (laughs) container, goes to jump off of it, gets her foot caught, and then just... Face plants into the side of it. That's when we just were just like, <laughs> "Oh!" We screamed at the TV. <laughs> well, I mean, she just
1: saved Kevin Dillon, and it being 1988, I don't think movie makers could allow their uh, their hero of Kevin Dillon to be saved by a woman who he then didn't have to save. So then he has to save her, which I thought was kind of weak because she was definitely a, a powerful character and you know she had she had taken the lead from the start and was doing really well she was smart she was clever she's the one who figured out what kills the blob and then she trips and gets caught by her leg on the snow machine uh, and he has to come and save her so that that was a little disappointing to me because she was so awesome but it it added a little bit more tension I guess
0: and the way that they finally get the blob is that they did they shoot an explosive at the big snow machine container and so when it explodes it freezes the blob and it's now along. it's no longer a blob it's all these icy beautiful things beautiful and it crystal. starts snowing it's snowing and it is everything's snowing and the blob is frozen and and the, the day has been saved
1: and then uh kevin Dillon, who's been you know blown back by the explosion or whatever you know shawnee smith looks down at him and he says what a rush
0: <laughs> <laughs> he had more than one good uh one-liner he had movie. a lot
1: of good lines he did he he definitely he he was a he was a good character he was a little bit cliche but he was he was a good character i thought it was a good cast overall um yeah. oh but- and
0: and then the day is saved and let me ask you this alex the they've, they've defeated the blob everyone's okay except for those people that are already dead uh but they, they the many people who are dead and is that where it is? That's the end of the movie, right?
1: Oh, that is not the end of the movie, Mike. It's
0: not? The
1: preacher that we might have mentioned earlier, I'm not sure if we mentioned it or not. There is. We oh, mentioned we did. him he being was at the, the pharmacy. The, yeah. And not a terrible guy or anything. He gets pretty. Pretty good and blobbed at one point, but does survive. They're able to save him.
0: Yeah, his face is burned, and yeah. one of his eyes is no longer yeah. there.
1: But then he collects a little part of the blob, sticks it, puts it in, in a glass jar, a little mason jar, and uh so now we think the movie's over. But then we cut to a big revival tent out in the middle a of the field. Revival. Oakfield. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Adam, Hallelujah. That's- hallelujah. Raise your hands. Holy Spirit, come down on me. Hallelujah. And he's preaching. He's up <laughs> at the pulpit. He's got his eye patch yeah. now. And then uh, <laughs> uh, uh he's talking about <laughs> About the end of the world and the end's coming and how will we know and when will it happen? And then after he's preached, he's gone back to I don't know what you would call the green room in a revival tent, but his own quarters. And uh, that's where we see he's still got that jar. Yeah. A couple of portions of the blob in it.
1: Yeah. Which has grown a little bit already, but still contained within the jar. And then uh, one of his congregants or, you know, whoever had shown up there comes back and she goes, Reverend, I know you say the end's coming soon. How soon? And then he says, very soon. And then that's when you see the blob and the credits roll, setting up for a great sequel that I'm not sure got made.
0: I don't think it ever got made, and I think it should get made with the original cast. I would love to see Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith come back and make the Blob too. You know, however many years later that would be. Let me think. Thirty. Ooh, thirty. Well, hey, it was thirty, 30 years something. between the old one and the eighty-eight. So maybe in two thousand twenty-eight they make well, the next one.
1: Well, actually, they were supposed to make another Blob remake, I believe, in two thousand eighteen and that would have been 30 years and there was some talk right uh Mm -hmm. 98 2008 2018 would have been 30 years again and they were supposed to make it there was some talk they'd make it i think it 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 gained a little traction and then it didn't actually get done
0: so well i say it's time for us to award the crunchiest kill
1: Crunchiest kill. All right.
0: Damn, you were ready with that. <laughs> I got a I, finger on the button. I felt it coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so crunchiest kill. Do you want to award it? Because uh, there's a lot to choose from here.
0: It is. I, I actually haven't getting it, given it any thought until right now. So I'm trying to think of what I would award the uh, the crunchiest kill to. Man, that's rough. I, I, I think some of them are gorier. Than the one I'm going to list Some of them are are grosser uh, And they spent more time on But the thing that I thought was cool as shit Was the uh, waitress from the diner In the phone booth That was crazy
1: I didn't think that's what you are going to pick That's what I would pick I don't think I mean it's nobody being snapped in half It's nobody being uh, pulled down a drain Uh, But it was It was so violent And you thought there was a chance she'd make it
0: I thought for sure she was going to make it. I, did I thought too. the sheriff was going to look I did longer. too.
1: And at least they kind of die together, at least in the same blob, if that's a thing. <laughs> uh, but the way it rushes into the phone booth, I mean, it just fills it. And it's so, I mean, this is 1988. I mean, the yeah. CG wasn't there. This technology wasn't there. And it looks phenomenal. And it's shocking. And I'm glad she gave it to it. That, I think that is definitely the one to give it to.
0: I want to go back and watch that again over and over in slow motion and just try to figure out how the hell they pulled that off because it looked crazy.
1: I do too. I think it was just so well done. So I guess uh, there's no question about whether you or I would recommend it. I think we both would hands down recommend it without a question. The real question is how many...
0: How many uh, dissolved hobo arms are you going to give the blob? (laughs)
1: Uh, if you had asked me this, if you had said, Alex, before you watch this movie, tell me how many dissolved hobo arms you want to give it. <laughs> I would have said, oh, I mean, tops four. You know, I just, the subject matter, it didn't seem like anything that I was going to be interested in. And then, boom, we watched it. I was impressed. I would give this a hard seven and a half blob or or. Hobo arms? What it was half dissolved. Dissolved hobo
0: arms. Yes. Hobo
1: arms. I'll give it a solid seven and a half.
0: I, oh, okay, seven and a half. I'm gonna give it eight. Dissolved hobo arms out of ten, just because the music was great, the editing was great, the lights. That I mean, the the, the cinematography. They, they did such a good job on this. I mean, yeah, I could have been more invested in some of the characters. Maybe it seemed a little rushed at the end, but shot for shot scene for scene this this was a winner and i think it deserves a lot more credit as an 80s horror movie classic than it than it gets
1: i think it's highly underrated i think it was probably lauded at the time i haven't looked at the reception but i it's not a movie when i mean i know it's a horror classic i know it's the blob uh but when people talk about horror movies i don't i don't feel like the blob gets brought up a lot i think it's kind of overlooked. And it, I mean, it was a solidly good movie. I mean, it was another one of those movies where we keep my wife and I watch these together. and We keep thinking we're going to watch crappy movies. And then at the end of it, we both say to each other, you know, well, that, that was a good movie. And this is no exception. It, it's a good movie.
0: Uh, I know we're about to do uh final girl, the final round and see who wins, but I hope you are ready for the question I'm about to ask you, which is Alex. What are we watching next?
1: I'll tell you, Micah. We had talked about this a little bit before. We're coming up. Well, we are, I would say, uh, deep in the heart, or at least at the very beginning of spooky season. Deep uh,
0: in the heart of spooky season. Oh, uh, you
1: remember my favorite song. Uh, and so I would have to say that this is the time to do it. We had talked about, at some point, doing a double feature episode. You agreed to it. You agreed to do double, a double features? feature Two features at
0: once that sounds painful that
1: is how the math works out I mean I
0: I can take one feature but you're trying to put two features inside me
1: uh oh of course you said it that way why wouldn't you say it that way
0: I mean this is really going to stretch me
1: (laughs) oh man I hate that someone taught you how to speak It, (laughs) it would make the podcast more difficult had they not but I'm sure even your parents at some point were like, well, he just keeps talking and you know, we're, we're to blame for this. Uh, yeah, I want to do a double feature for the next episode. And I am picking, I want to do, I'm hoping for the month of October, we can uh, step it up and you know do one a week maybe. I don't know, We'll we'll see how our schedules work out. But I want to do some Halloween related movies. And so, for my pick for the next episode, Halloween related, I want to do Trick or Treat. You are familiar?
0: Uh, yes, I love Trick or Treat. Uh, the anthology one, it's got the girl from True Blood. Uh, it's really, really well done.
1: Yeah, a great movie. I love a good anthology. Uh, you know, I
0: an- Anna Paquin, is that her name?
1: Anna Paquin. Or Anna, yeah, Anna Paquin. I always want to say Anna Paquin. But it's not. It's Paquin, which, you know, (laughs) makes sense because that's how it's spelled. Uh, But then I want to pair that with the 1986 film Trick or or
0: Treat, treat, Uh
1: starring none other than Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I've heard of Trick or Treat, but I did not know it was Ozzy and Gene Simmons.
1: Ozzy is barely in it. If I remember correctly Uh, It's been many many Years since I've seen this movie But I want to do trick Or treat and I want to do Trick or treat
0: I love it No I'm for it excellent picks I'm looking forward to it Uh, And then um, I guess Alex is it is it that time Yeah it it shows over Oh that's right We had it to the final round
1: Of final girl
0: it's all been building towards this. The final round of final girl. Uh, in case you forgot, in the last three rounds, we lost one Horace Gallo. Rest in peace. Was- Chad Michaels, he kicked the bucket. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Oh, no. And then Pizza Boy, <laughs> who we think may be the same people who submitted uh Harry Balsania. Uh, to which I say, keep coming back. You've got, and got
1: keep- great names. I feel you like do. at some point it's gonna work.
0: Yeah, we don't get to pick who wins, but keep on bringing those names because we're loving your name. So keep upping the ante. Let, let's see what you got next time. Uh, and that means, let's see, Chad Michaels is dead. Pete Saboy is dead. Horace Gallo is dead. So we have two, two
1: people left. Two survivors remain. Only one will be our final girl, Micah.
0: I think it's time to spin that wheel. Let's spin that wheel. Three, 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 three that <laughs> damn wheel. all right here we go round four two people left we've got Edward White and Elvira Valentina Edward White you're up first let's see what happens here we go. Edward <laughs> Edward you lost your virginity to camp counselor Klein then bled for a second time when someone ripped out your spine. Oh, man. Edward. Oh, Edward, I'm sorry. That is uh, a
1: rough way to go, man.
0: Hey, but let's see if Elvira survives or Elvira. dies. You never know what's going to happen. We know she made it. I, I, do we, though? Do we? Yeah, well, she's, she's,
1: she's got to be a final girl, and that's final it, person, so.
0: There are no rules. Anything can happen. Okay. okay. All right, Elvira. Let's see what happens. Ethan double dog dared you and kelly to kiss but you stormed off fuming and declared
1: i'm sick of this
0: oh and you elvira you survived it really
1: does sound like we're picking them ahead of time because that's the second time i've hoped somebody won and they won
0: i mean you're not even here in the house with the will you can't decide
1: that is true and uh, <laughs> and I do assume that there's not actually a wheel that you just have some sort of Tupperware system that you're, hold, you're keeping these slips of paper in. That is at least how I imagine it.
0: I have a small cigar box. <laughs> I put it into my dryer oh. and I turn on the dryer and then I pull it out of the dryer, open the cigar box. That's a
1: great idea
0: and with tweezers and a blindfold on, I pick out the name, and that's how it's done. Well,
1: congratulations to Elvira. Uh,
0: Elvira Valentina, beautiful name, and you are this week's final girl.
1: You are the winner, so the way this works is you've listened to the episode now, and all you have to do is contact Micah and tell him, hey, I heard that I won. How do I collect my prize? And he will tell you exactly what you need to do. So that is very exciting. I actually, if we could bet on this, I'm, I think, two for three or two for
0: four. Are you two, two for three or two for four? Let's see. I can't even remember. Is this, this is the third round. I think of this final is our go?
1: third round. This is our third, the third time we. have And you've it.
0: gotten two out of three. I've right? two out of three. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Well. I
1: did not pick last week's uh, Jimmy. I didn't. Jimmy no
0: Jimmy was a uh, he was an underdog nobody knew he was gonna nobody
1: win. knew he's gonna win and I what I really love was he had just picked like his name I, I when we looked at him on Instagram I think his name was Jimmy or something like that so yeah yeah so that we'll that give out good. his
0: name and address now
1: yeah and he lives yeah here I got it right here uh so congratulations to you for being the final girl and uh, Micah I I think we've done it once again
0: Is it that time? Is it that Pee-wee's Playhouse moment where we play the bittersweet music and we talk about our feelings? Again,
1: that is how you've described this music to me, as (laughs) Pee-wee's Playhouse-esque, the the, the sad, somber, but yet somehow gratifying and uplifting uh, final song.
0: It was so weird as a kid because it was such a zany show, Pee-wee's Playhouse, and then at the end, the music came on, and I swear it, it sent me in to a, I don't know how old I was, a little kid's depression.
1: Yeah, little kid's depression. That was also the name of my band in high school.
0: Oh my god I love that song you guys did. What, what was it called? Uh, Kool-Aid Massacre That was a really good stuff
1: Kool-Aid Massacre, yeah, we eventually uh, Kool-Aid sued us and we had to call it Cherry Powder Massacre, which <laughs> at that point it was not nearly as uh, entertaining It was uh, really a green jello green jelly situation
0: it was a great band though one of my one of my favorite bands to listen to while I cut myself.
1: I appreciate you saying that uh, maybe not in the way in which you did, but uh, you know you are a big fan and thank God that's how we met.
0: Alex, I love you. Uh, thank you so much for being the special guest on this week's episode. Uh,
1: Micah, I love you and I can't believe you asked me back for yet another one of these fantastic episodes. Uh, just really a pleasure being a part of this.
0: I, I, I you know what I might even reach out and ask you to come back on the show again
1: oh anytime you reach out to me I'm ready to be touched
0: well let's give a big uh, we, we've been loving each other and flating each other but let's let's give some fellation uh, is that a word fellation it is to now. the audience too so thank you dear listeners for for coming here and being with us again uh, we're gonna pass the basket just donate whatever Whatever you think, you know, whatever you think we're worth, just drop a donation in the, uh, in the love basket there that we pass around. The, uh, the offering, I think is what they call it.
1: Yeah, and if you want to offer something that really helps us out a lot, please, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, give us some stars, whatever you think we deserve. We really do appreciate the five, but we'll take anything you can get. If you could just take a couple of seconds to write a review, the better we do on Apple podcast, the better we do overall, but we are available on pretty much any platform where you're getting your podcast. So if you just hit that subscribe button, so you get alerted to new episodes, it's going to up our downloads. It's going to up our listens and it really does us well. Puts us in a good spot. The way the algorithm works, who knows, but the more you listen, the more you subscribe, the better we do. And if you could give us a review, we would love it
0: yeah even if you thought it was a you know one and a half star show go ahead go ahead and lie we don't mind if you lie. we don't
1: away. care if you lie we don't mind liars we've lied through this entire thing my name's not <laughs> even micah
0: <laughs> this isn't even a podcast <laughs> nobody's listened to this podcast in 40 years
1: the sad ramblings of two lunatics
0: <laughs> all right micah well i love you I love you, and thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time on Alex Slasher. I you. Wait, whoa, where were you? You, oh, you just left me we, hanging. We were just there.
1: saying at the exact same time. I thought you were gonna say part, and I'd say part. That's what you did last week.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should just sing it instead. We'll see you next week on Slasher. Slash- I hardly know her. So are we just going to keep listening to the song, or are we going to start talking and the music goes away, or is this just Slasher Dance Party now? Well, I
1: guess we, I'll stop it, because you are supposed to, the music's supposed to start, and then you're supposed to go, welcome back, and uh really um, okay. no, Here,
0: let's try that again. I'm going to another okay. try. Come on, hit me with that uh, fat, that fat here sexy we beat. we go.